Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Leading Mindset. I'm Ali Payani. In case uh, this is your first time listening to The Leading Mindset, we are discussing entrepreneurship journeys, challenges with the founders. And uh, today we have Sean Macra, founder, visionary of For Energy. Hello, Sean. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, good to have you here. Uh, let's start with uh, tell us about the For Energy. What is it about? Yeah, so Four Energy is a full-service home energy company. So we help people reduce their utility bill and, and be more comfortable in their homes through things like replacement windows or solar panels or as, as simple as insulation. We're, we're kind of a one-stop shop for home energy. All right. And you are based in Arizona? Yep, we're based in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, we also do business in Nevada, Florida, North South Carolina, New Jersey, and um and texas great when have you started how long is the company yeah so we were founded in 2010 i was still a student at asu and um yeah a lot of trial and error in the first couple of years but okay. we are going on our 12th year in business oh, 12 years all right how did they the idea you know to to have the business uh for the home energies you know is really started yeah, good question. So I grew up in, in Michigan and my dad had a, a replacement window company, a construction company that primarily focused on windows and doors. And so I, I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, I planned on going home and taking over the, the family business. But in 2007, due to economic circumstances and some other things, he, he gave me a call and told me he was closing, closing his doors. Oh. So I was at ASU at the time. And I was like, oh gosh, what am I, what am I going to do with my life? So I started studying solar, which was a new program at Arizona state. And I just figured, Hey, I could probably do something similar, similar model to what my dad had with replacing windows, but do something I care more about. And, and that was solar and home energy products. Oh, that's great. Is it the difference between the states? Is it like a certain states that they are more kind of, uh, in forefront of the industry for the solar panels and home energy? Absolutely. So when it comes to solar, I'm, I'm talking about solar right now. The other things like windows, you know, they exist in every market, insulation, everybody needs. Solar though is very unique. And when I usually tell people what markets I'm in and where we do business, they're like, whoa, did you throw a dart at a map and just choose your states that way? So we didn't. Some states are very pro-solar and solar-friendly and have great incentives. And then other states are, you know, they already have really low utility rates and they don't have good solar programs. So it, it depends on the state. It depends on the utility company. It, there's a lot of factors that determine what's good and what's bad when it comes to where we, we offer solar. All right. How many employees do you have? What is the headcount? We are right around 40. And then um, we've got a handful of contractors that work with us as well. All right. So tell me about the leadership. How do you manage team and any challenges you're facing, you know, managing a team or any leadership? You know, what do you do? Do you have any like the programs going on? And uh, generally speaking, like, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah, really, really good question. So. You know, when you ask me what kind of company for energy is, I should have answered it this way. We're, we're a people company. So to us, 
we are only as good as our people. So as far as our leadership structure and programs that we have in place, um, we like to constantly level people up and constantly educate people because people stay at companies for two reasons. They've got growth opportunities and they've got good leadership. Those are really why people stay at a company. So we try to invest a lot in continuing ed continual education courses, um, leadership courses. We have a program where if, you know, one of our employees in a certain seat wants to learn about a different position in the company, we can release some information to them to educate them to the basic, you know, place where they could say, I want to apply for this. So we're all about leveling people up and making sure that they've got the resources to be successful. Are you encouraging the other entrepreneurs to come into the uh, energy business and like the solar? Yeah. So we treat our, actually we treat our sales reps like they're entrepreneurs. They've got a mm. business within our business. So we really, really encourage them to, you know, read self-help books, read business books, learn about how to manage a pipeline and grow their book of business. Um, so yeah, we, we do encourage kind of an entrepreneurial mindset within our organization. Right. And when, when we're discussing the home energy, you know, and this is kind of like a, I would say like maybe a new topic, you know, for people, you know, to say like, oh, we can save energy, you know, so I can save energy at home and office, even, yeah. uh, you know, for the cars, you know, to use the electric cars. So uh, how do you see the industry is moving? And uh, then, uh, how maybe do we need more education for people that kind of joining the, this movement kind of? Yeah. So I've been in the industry since 2010 and mm. I can tell you that from 2010 to 2021, it is a world of difference. It is, it is a completely different industry than it once was. And the whole reason behind that is in 2010, everything was new. Most people hadn't seen solar on their neighbor's roof or, you know, they weren't even considering it. It was this crazy futuristic product that didn't seem realistic to have on your own home. And over time, I've just seen the industry continue to grow and grow and grow to the point where in places like Arizona, where I'm located or, or Los Angeles, where you're located, it's totally normal. You can drive down almost any street and see solar on a business or a house. And so as far as the future of the industry go goes, it's going to continue to explode. There's more and more companies and people entering the industry every day than, than ever before. And um, on top of that, you know, depending on um, what's happening in the, in the political world, you know, incentivizing renewable energy is something that's, that's been talked about and been happening at a higher rate mm -hmm. as time goes on. So it's going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to be a, a big source of energy in this country. Right. Well, there are a lot of entrepreneurs or maybe people that wanted to uh, go starting their new business. And one of the first question is like, what should I do first? You know, do I need a capital? Do I need a lot of money to put into the marketing? You know, do I go to door to door? So how did you start? Like where are your first steps in 2010? You know, that yeah. kind of like generating income. Good question. So my first couple of years in business, I did not pull a penny out of the business. So my answer today is definitely different than what I had done personally. Um, my dad helped me out with a little bit. And I mean, a very little bit of cash. 
Um, but I worked a side, a side job while I was getting my, my feet under me and, and starting to grow. So my first couple of years in business was a lot of trial and error. And my advice to somebody who is an aspiring entrepreneur is experience trumps anything else. If you have experience and you have know-how and you have a track record, you know, going in and generating capital to start uh, some kind of business, it's all easier. You have to know what you're doing. Um, and, and you don't have to know everything, but it is easier if you know something. Um, the other way to do it, you know, no matter what, as an entrepreneur, you're going to learn most of, of your lessons through failures. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're devoted on not making those mistakes twice, you're going to continue to grow and you're going to continue to grow your business. Right. And so then what do you think would be maybe top three? I'm saying like top three, but if you wanted to say like four or five, you know, but what are really the important skills, you know, that the entrepreneur should have or maybe learn in able to be really successful or continually successful in the business? What do you think those skills would be? Yeah. So you could call them skills or qualities. I would say uh, resilience and grit. You have to be able to put up with failure. If you can't do that, you're going to quit like most people do in year one. And if you survive year one, you're probably going to quit before year three. If you survive that, you're probably capable of being a, a real entrepreneur that can grow. So resilience, persistence, grit. And the last one I'll say is be a go-giver. Seek to serve and, and things will come back to you and, and it's a good thing. Sure. What, what is your challenge today? Like if you want to name one challenge, you know, then uh, you wish to get help or solve it. Uh, a challenge today and challenges change all the time for us, I would say is, is labor. It's, it's finding good quality talent to come in here and make a difference and help us take our company to the next level. That's our biggest challenge. I think that's everyone's challenge now because everybody I speak to, they say like the hiring, finding talent. And I think, uh, you know, the most talented people are, are they're somewhere. They're not sitting home. They're working or they're an entrepreneur or they're, they fill their time with, um, with good things. The, the people that are interviewing within a job market like this, they're, they're typically not that. So it is difficult and everybody's looking for the same type of talent, top talent. And then maybe what, what would you think are the main distractions for the people, whether they wanted to become an entrepreneur or even they wanted to become a top manager, you know, those people with skills. But what do you think are those distractions now today? I think I, to summarize that question, it's a, it's a really, it's a really good one. The biggest distraction is, is people that have lack of discipline or lack of focus. I mean, uh, most people can't devote the time to a job or to uh, a venture and commit over the long term to making it happen. They, they fill their time. We all have 24 hours in the day. It's, it's what are you focused on and what are you spending your time on? That's really going to get you to where you want to be. And I think most people, A, don't know what they want, where they want to be, and, and B, they don't, they're not willing to do what it takes to get there. They're filling their time with video games and social media and things that suck up the time where they could be 
spending their time educating themselves or reading a book or learning a new skill or just devoting strict time to their job or the business that they're starting. So it's, it's lack of focus to me. There's, there's so many distractions out there and so many things you can spend your time on. It takes people away from what they think they want. Yeah, I agree. I think I usually, uh, if someone asks me like the one skill that someone needs to have to become not even only entrepreneur, but even successful in any job, I would say like a discipline is the number one because yeah. everything, everything else comes after that, you know, it does. And it, it's, it's a hard one to conquer. I mean, you know, I, I've been at this for almost 12 years now, but I still struggle with discipline in certain areas of my life. It's, yeah. it's a constant battle. I can't remember what book it is, but it, it's talking about fitness and it talks about every morning you wake up, you've got this fit little person on your shoulder and you've got this fat person on your shoulder and they're both telling you to do different things. And what this person's saying is, Hey, sleep in. It's more comfortable than getting up and working out. And like, every decision we make, there's, there's two voices in our head telling us what to do. Yeah. One's easy and one's hard. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think it was Kevin Hart at Joe Rogan was saying the same thing that it's not easy. If, if you say like we have a discipline that like waking up early and going to the work, it's not that easy, but it's just kind of like not giving up, you know, just continue right. doing it. And what is your, uh, how does your day look like? What do you do from the morning? Um, your day routine. Every, so I, I try to stay structured. I try to I try to exercise and have a bit of routine. I'm a very routine driven person, but part of entrepreneurship and being a business owner, every day is different. You know, you may have some meetings scheduled that are consistent throughout the week, but you've also got fire drills and you've got uh, business development things you want to focus on. So. It is really different, but the morning is really, really when I try to be routine and disciplined, because if you start your day, at least mm -hmm. when I do in a certain way, I'm prepping myself for success for the rest of the day. So, um, there's a book that really, really helped me with this. It's very simple principles, but it's called the miracle morning. And I wholeheartedly believe in what that, what that book teaches. All right. We'll find a link even to the book and put it in the description. So everybody is listening or watching. So you can find the book here in the description. And uh, tell me, tell me what motivates you, you know, I, I'm sure like we all have like up and downs, you know, sometimes we are kind of really frustrated maybe, but there's always something that motivates us to continue this entrepreneurial journey, you know? Yeah. So a couple things motivate me outside of, you know, the, the normal ones. I, I truly for myself and for my family and for the people that work at my company, I want a, a, a good financial positions for everybody. I don't want people to be stressing and people be, I want people to be enjoying life for sure. Outside of that failure motivates me a lot. I, I absolutely don't like to fail, but again, I like to learn lessons through failure. And then I, I like to conquer. I like to win. I like, I, I'm motivated by the fact that if my business is not doing well, I have to own that. That's me. If it's doing really well, I can own the same result. And so at the end of the day, that's what keeps me going. What I don't want personally is being tied to somebody else's result mm -hmm. and having to put up with that. I agree. Have you, have COVID impacted your business? It has absolutely. So 
what are we going on Two, almost two years, two years yeah. of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in Arizona, um, our governor shut down the state in, in March of 2020 mm. and it definitely impacted our business. But at first, you know, along with everybody else, you're thinking, my gosh, are we going to be able to stay in business? Are we going to be able to continue to generate revenue and keep our people? Mm -hmm. um, and our people at the same time, we're thinking, am I going to have a job? I just saw half of my friends that work in the service industry get let go. What's going to happen to me? So uh, we didn't know what was going to happen uh, just as well as everybody else. But we made a commitment to our team because we felt we owed it to them and we felt it would help us get to where we need to go. And so we, we let our team know, hey, we are not making any layoffs throughout mm -hmm. this pandemic until the very last second where we literally can't afford to keep people anymore. We're committed to you. But in return for that, we need you guys to step it up and work over 100% to make sure that we all have a job and we get through this pandemic. So those were the early conversations that we had. And I'm really, really happy and thankful that we had them because our, our team mm -hmm. really bought into that. And um, what ended up happening for home improvement companies and energy companies is we got busier through the pandemic than we were before the pandemic. So, and I'll explain why in a second, but 2020, that was a record year for us. 2021, mm -hmm. we've got some different challenges that we didn't face last year, labor and supply chain and things like that. But these are two great years for business. So what we didn't recognize and, and foresee was Everybody got to, got sent home to work. So they started using more electricity in their home. They started working from home and being in that environment throughout the day where they're used to being at the office. And they started realizing, hey, I have some time. Like I should start getting this project done and that project done. And my electric bill is through the roof. I should probably get solar. So our phone started to ring at a higher rate than it's, it's rung since I've been in business. It's a total weird byproduct of COVID. Um, but between those two things, you know, we survived. And I believe that we are a better company now than we were when we entered COVID two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think we saw it also in, uh, in terms of marketing for all the B2B and e-commerce, mainly even related to health industries. It was kind of like booming during the, uh, COVID because people wanted to be healthier or even like, hey, as you said, like, what can I do with having like save energy here or now my yep. build, then their home, like what else that they actually didn't do before the pandemic that they can do it now. And uh, uh, what was the, maybe a most satisfying moment in your business that you remember of, that you were like most happy? That's, that's a really good question. So I will, I will summarize. There's, a, there's just so many moments where you're, you've got little happy moments. You've got big happy moments. You have horrible moments. I would say the first time that we won the Inc. 5000 was probably, and I shouldn't even say the first. Every time we win that award, it's it's even more special. So I'd say the last time that we won the Inc. 5000, which was last year, because it it kind of is a culmination of all the hard work that my entire team puts in to get us that award. So it's extremely gratifying. Yeah. Especially like the, yeah, the first time you w w get the in five thousand, but then also like every year you are like keeping it. That's yeah. kind of like really joyful. Um, 
how do you do now your marketing? Do you have like a strategy? What, how do you like promote the business now? Yep. So we, we, my entire industry is a little bit different. It's not just online. We don't have storefronts. So that creates kind of this, this gap. Everybody plays in the online space. So we do the SEO and PPC and we run ads and we do YouTube campaigns and Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. But that's still, that's a playground that everybody plays in. So it's not, you can just continue to spend and it continues to produce that same result. So that's what we like to say is our foundation. But then we do non-traditional marketing. Like we've got a call center that works our database of people that have signed up with us over the last 10 years or talks to our customers about giving us referrals. We do door to door. We have guys that canvas neighborhoods. That's, you know, to, to some of the listeners, I'm sure they're going to say, well, that's kind of annoying. I get my, you know, someone knocks on my door. I don't always like it, but I will tell you this. It's the best way to meet somebody that is maybe a procrastinator, somebody that's been thinking about your products and services, but they're not going to go and find it. They're not going to go make it happen. When you walk onto their doorstep, they're like, oh my gosh, this is great. I've been thinking about doing this. So we do a lot of that. And then we do, you know, two to 300 home shows and events every year where we have a booth and we're, we're talking to people passing by. It's just, there's, there's inbound and there's outbound. And my specialty happens to be outbound because I don't like to sit and wait for the phone to ring. I like to go out and get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just a combination of multiple marketing outlets. Um, you know, we certainly don't have all of our eggs in one basket because we've seen what can happen when, especially during COVID, we couldn't go door to door when our state was shut down. We couldn't go spread, you know, uh, uh, COVID by going door to door. So we had to get creative and find other ways to market. So we like to have a very diverse approach. So if one dot, if, you know, if one marketing outlet fails, we've still got 20 that are working. Right. One of the uh, B2B predictions for the next four years is also having like the multi-channels marketing because we get this a lot that someone asks us, can we do like the SEO only, you know, and not other services? And we tell them like, no, it's really the combination of all. And you have to have the right strategy based on your industry that what it needs to your, for your industry. Yep. So that's, I think another, maybe a marketing advice. And uh, so for last, what do you think if you wanted to, have any advice to someone is listening or watching and wanted to be an entrepreneur, especially like in your field, what would be your advice? My biggest piece of advice would be find a mentor that you can relate to maybe the same industry or somebody you aspire to be like, find a mentor, find a resource that can coach you and talk you off the ledge when things aren't going well and, and help you get over that hump. And then my second piece would be, be a student for life. Always educate yourself. You are, you are learning or you're dying. And uh, to me, I choose, I choose learning. Just educate yourself because you're better for it and you're more capable of being a better employee or being a better spouse or being a better business owner if you're always educating yourself. Yep. And another question I get a lot in, in the kind of roundtables with the CEOs that always discuss is, how they balance, usually that's like everybody is asking, like, how should I balance my work and personal life? You know, if with, with a spouse, with, um, with their kids, 
So how do you do that? Your personal life and your business, how do you balance that? Or do you believe that it should be balanced at all? So another really good question. So I think this really depends on the individual and the circumstances of the person. You know, if you're in a, a relationship or you're married, you know, you do owe it to the other person to be on the same page and have that balance and spend time there and spend time on your business. But, you know, personally for me, you know, I, I carve out plenty of personal time for my, my friends and plenty of personal time for my family. Um, but I don't turn it off. I'm, I'm a business owner. There is no clocking out. So as long as you can devote, as long as I can devote that time to my wife and my, and my son and my friends and my other family, when I'm with them, you know, it all, it all works out, but there is no perfect balance. There's not, you just have to devote your time to what's most important to you and your relationships. I agree. And my last and favorite question is how do you define success? How do I define success? Yeah that I love. So first of all, I look at success as a, a personal thing. It's not anybody's business to look at somebody else and say they're successful because it, it's not up to them. Success is, is up here for me. And I think, um, you know, some other people may call me successful, but I don't feel like I'm successful. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, that's, that's a big drive. They just never feel like they've, they've reached success. Um, so it's in, it's in everybody and the definition's different for everybody. For me, um, it's, it's freedom to do what I want, when I want, not have the stresses of, of money, or I have to be a certain place at a certain time. It's complete freedom. And I'm not there yet. So therefore in my eyes, I am not successful in that, in that journey. All right. Well, that was a good answer. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. And um, so how people can reach out to you for energy? Yeah. So um, you can find us online at forenergy.com. Um, we're on Instagram for energy. We're on Facebook. Um, you can connect with me personally on my Instagram. It's Sean S E A N K McGraw. Um, you can find us a variety of ways and we're, we're totally happy to chat with aspiring entrepreneurs or people that need help with their energy in their own home. Anybody can reach out. All right. And we're going to have at all the links, uh, for your LinkedIn page and the company pages on the description. So everybody can uh, get connected with you and that would be all anything that I didn't ask or you might wanted to add. No, that was, that was great. <clears throat> you asked me some good, deep questions. I love it. Yeah, thank you. And I really love the conversation and I really love having you on the show. And hopefully we're going to have another talk in the future. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you, Sean. Bye. You're welcome.